my Dr. Sears. I'm not sure what to do about my daughter's Hey, Dr. Sears. When I opened my baby's diaper, what came out really Hi, Dr. Sears. My kids refuse to eat fruits and vegetables. What do I do? I've been more terrible things the last couple of days. Can I get your advice, Dr. Sears? Welcome in to the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jim Sears, along with my sister, a certified health coach, Hayden Sears. How you doing? Good. Hi. Good, good. And over there behind the soundboard is Soundman Matthew. How you doing, Matt? I'm good. good I'm over here. Yay. All right. Well, this is going to be a great show. We are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting and help you through those moments that aren't quite so joyful. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Sears Family Podcast. And you can also find us on the interwebs at askdrsears.com slash podcast. If you're listening, that means you probably like the show. So please share it and tell your family and friends and give it a rating. Uh, ratings really help because um, they it, if the more ratings we have, especially if they're good ratings, then people that don't know about the co- podcast, it's easier for them to find us. If they're just looking for parenting advice out there, mm-hmm. they will stumble across this show. Yeah, and it just makes us feel good. So, sure, thank right. you. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's like the name validation, of it. That's please. Kind of like why we do any of this stuff, right? right. So we can For get lots of likes and fame. So uh, and we got <laughs> none of that. So today, uh, the subjects for today, we're going to be talking about snacking. We actually mm. got a, I got a good question from a listener about snacking and their younger kids, four and six years old, and then, um, and then we're going to also. Probably finish up the list of 33 things that you need to stop doing to your kids right now. Yes. Right? Let's, we're going to try to get through it. It's cool, good cool, stuff. cool. So before we get to all of that, let's pause for comments with Hayden. Yay. Here are some great comments um, from Sunshine Parenting. She says, this was an excellent interview. I especially liked when Catherine explained the importance of having confident body language Stand up straight, respond with com- respond to compliments with a thank you and hold your head high. She's referring to our um, our last podcast with Catherine Lee, which I agree. That was one of my favorite takeaways. And then let's see. I love this. Teaches us to empower our loved ones. So that was a great compliment. I think a lot of people gave a lot of likes, a lot of emojis, a lot of stuff like that. Um, Linda Lane says, fabulous, exclamation points. A lot of them... And then Neela Whitfield said, a good listen, exclamation point again. And then Catherine Lee responded, it was such an honor to be in studio with you. Thanks, Catherine. Cool. Well, that's good. Um, the holding, what was the one about holding one's confidence, just a confident look? Yeah. What was the, I can't remember the It was the, a, the confidence test. Just, so just, if, no, um, oh. compliments. Teaching your kids to just hold their head high, uh-huh. high like, right? Take, take a compliment with... With um, with confidence, but but graciousness. So yeah, you hold yourself just, up, say thank right. you, and then. So one of those, yeah. well, an aspect of that, I think, is walk when you're maybe walking through public uh, parking lots or the mall or whatever, um, being aware, mm-hmm. right? Situation awareness, looking around instead of just uh, d- down uh, your phone, d- trying to walk. Do, I'm mm-hmm. curious. Do your do you allow your girls to walk with their phone? Uh, looking, or do you say anything when they do that? Oh, I, I do. If we're out in public, they still do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's a thing now. And and that's, I mean, Catherine's topic was about human trafficking. So we're talking about safety. So responding to a compliment, that's like a safe way to do it. Of right. course, it's also for other reasons too. But yes, walking around with your cell phone, looking down all the time would, would definitely be safe, a ta- huh? show it, uh, have yeah, a target yeah. on you. <laughs> so for sure, we, let, I, you just be aware of who's around you. Right. I used to harp on our 13-year-old about that. However, I'm I'm getting a lot of kind of that pushback stepdad thing mm-hmm. where you know a step-parent really shouldn't be doing much disciplining. And so I've just kind of backed way off. And it's funny, she's actually really just gone way up um, oh. in terms of walking around face down in the mm-hmm. phone even when she's doing chores like taking out the trash the phone is it, she does it <laughs> she does half the stuff with her you know one-handed uh-huh. and um and it's like i'm just kind of waiting for something bad to happen <laughs> she has she has run into a few things um yeah we uh, a few weeks ago 
Um, that's why I was just curious if uh, I, what I'd like to do. There's I want, there's got to be an app that if the phone is moving, uh-huh. it, it doesn't work. Shuts off. Oh, that would <laughs> be know? so frustrating. Just because. For safety, know, for safety, right? For safety, because you know. I, That's I, interesting. I wonder if they have an app for that for for the car. Right. I would oh, love for that one. Yeah, there my... is. Uh, Jessica has that. Okay. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, if she her phone, if it's um, I don't know if it how the phone knows it's driving. Well, if it's over just, like a certain amount per mile yeah, or something, probably what it is. But yeah, just she won't get text. She won't get calls. Uh-huh. Maybe just but, GPS. Um, that... Yeah, right. Um, but um, we were walking. It was when we had the rains a few weeks ago when we were walking out to the car to go into the uh, – to, to get into the car and go to school. And there was a – sometimes our driveway has this drain, but sometimes it gets plugged with leaves. So it, it forms a little puddle. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I kind of see the puddle coming, so I kind of go around it. And then I just – I hear <laughs> split, splash, splish, splash. I look back, and she's literally up to her ankles in water <laughs> looking down at her phone. And I'm like, oh, oh well, no. you know, and that's, you know, okay. Hey, Callie, that's a, that'd be an example of why I used to talk about not walking around <laughs> on your phone. I'm not going to mention it anymore. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not you know, you're, you're, you get to have the cold or the wet feet. Yeah, natural <laughs> consequences. But, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, um, it, it's funny. We, we keep saying, okay, uh, this is taking away from your ability to be trusted with a car. Yes, that we're, my fifteen-year-old is about <laughs> to turn sixteen, and that's kind oh, of our man. mantra. <laughs> yeah, right. Really so, anyways, is. all right. Hey, let me. I'm going to read this. Uh, a question we got. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, have you ever done a podcast on how much kids should be snacking? I feel like my kids ask for snacks all the time, trying to teach them healthy habits. So I give them a drawer in the fridge all to themselves, filled up, filled with cut-up produce, hoping to fix the problem. But I also want to teach them that it's not healthy to snack all day long, and they clean their plates at dinner and usually want seconds. Do four and six-year-olds girls really eat like linebackers? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, just wait till they're teenagers, yeah. man, especially, especially if they're born. Well, my, my big eater in the family was my son. Oh yeah. my gosh. He was, plus he was an athlete when he was really going through his growth spurt. So he just ate just <laughs> everything. Uh, like, uh, I remember he'd like cook a, a family style lasagna, uh-huh. you know, from Trader Joe's, I think. I think it's supposed to be four servings. He just cooked the thing. And, like, wouldn't dish out servings. He'd just kind of set the whole thing on his plate and start eating right out of it. And we'd be like, wow. <laughs> so I could see maybe two servings, but yeah. literally he'd eat and the he's whole And he's a slender thing. guy. Right. Yeah, he's six foot, I don't know how, you know, probably yeah. 150 or something. But, yeah, very slender. But uh, funny. So why don't let's call this listener. Okay. I'll have to give you the number. Okay. All right. So, yes, talking about snacks with kids wow that's a huge huge subject <laughs> and is. um you know there's so much uh so much to talk about and uh, one of the things and we'll maybe get into this later but um all right the, hey jim uh yes. cassie is on the line ah, hey cassie hey hey it's dr sears hello good good so you're on with hayden and matt hi and, cassie um, hello i got hi, guys. we hey we got your message about asking about um your kids and snacking and how they want to snack all the time and they seem to eat like linebackers. <laughs> they do. <laughs> totally. Yes. I, I get this. They weigh over 40 pounds. They're all tiny. I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, so the, yeah, they're super skinny. How funny. They I are. get this question a lot as a health coach. I think one of the things parents are concerned about is how much or little their kids eat. Um, right. What it's I often, get, it's, it's usually often, either too much. Do they eat too yeah. much or do they eat too little? <laughs> In fact, it's, for that age, it's often too little, mm-hmm. and especially if mm-hmm. they're trying to feed healthy foods. Parents are often concerned about them not eating too much, so or not eating enough. So, <laughs> so I had kids very much similar to yours. They they just ate all the time, um, but they were very healthy weight and actually kind of taller, but very slender. And they just really wanted to snack. They ate a lot of food, um, mm-hmm. but they were very healthy. That sounds like mine. Yeah, very healthy. I we kept mostly healthy healthy food around. So I, I didn't worry about it too much. I figured if they're really not hungry, they're not going to keep eating apples and carrots and healthy food. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I think, um, now I'm curious, do they, what kind of stuff do they snack on Cassie? Like, um, so I started this thing where on Sundays I'll like cut up a ton of vegetables and a ton of fruit and I gave them their own drawer in the fridge. Cause I was kind of sick of them asking me. So they'll eat like 
cucumbers. Like, like at one point I was so sick of them asking that I gave them a bowl of spinach and they just like ate that plain. So they, <laughs> wow. they're eating healthy. They just like eat all day long. So I feel like my oldest, especially she's almost seven. I, that's not really teaching her anything though. I feel like if I'm not like, shouldn't she be eating meals only at this point? Or like how, what, when is like too much snacking? I, I'm more, I guess I'm kind of worried about like the psychological part of like, mm. we're not eating meals. We're just, eating all day long interesting that can't be healthy yeah now it's funny though um except that they are eating what they're eating all day long is healthy and that's uh, and that's kind of cool uh, one one thing i get in some, a lot of my patients is they are snacking all day long on not healthy stuff yeah. puffs and <laughs> chips and, yeah. chips and mm-hmm. crackers and that kind of stuff and i and and that certainly uh, and we'll get into that, I think, in a little bit, because that's, I think, obviously mm-hmm. no brainer. That's not right. very healthy. Um, but when your kids are just nibbling on spinach, um, <laughs> wow! I mean, wow! That's, <laughs> that's kind of, I, I'm sure well, a lot of all, all, all the parents are rolling their eyes at you right now. Really? <laughs> There's well, no way. But I get it because I was like, if you're really hungry, you're going to eat this whole thing. Yes, kind of what I told them. Yeah, right. Well, they, yeah, and then, I don't know. But I don't know. now, do you guys sit down for family meals? Yeah, even? and they eat like seconds and thirds. <laughs> wow, so they sit and just they eat, 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 eat. Yeah, so it's just, I guess I feel like it's just, I don't know if they, like, I don't know. I, I just would love advice on like, what do you guys do? about this like do you have like do you recommend like snack time or like just go for it or so in general I like to it's no kid is going to be the same they really aren't and so I'm not going to give you really a cut and dry answer I would say if your kids are eating healthy food maybe put this lower on your list of things to worry about because there's a lot of other things that we can worry about but however, right. I do get your point. You're, you don't want to set up unhealthy eating patterns because at some point mm-hmm. they're going to be out of your influence and then they might start snacking on chips and all the junk food. Right. Um, or my fear is they're going to like get to somewhere and be like, yeah. oh, we can eat cookies but I, all day long. But I think that just not having that worried energy behind it is a good – Is you want to stay in that oh, place. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, don't have that kind of anxious energy behind it because then it will become more of a thing. So oh, that's a good point. If, if it is something that you want to kind of – curtail a little bit. I, I do think having some times where, you know, if you fee- see them going for a snack, maybe try some distraction techniques first and not even have it be about the food, mm-hmm. but say, oh, you know what? It's outside playtime. We're going to just go outside. Or, you know what? Let's just, let's try a drink of water or um, engaging them in an activity. Mm-hmm. That yeah. might be a, kind of a good uh, place to start just to see if they're easily distracted or if they don't kind of push the snacking, then maybe that's a sign they're really not hungry yeah. Right. I'm curious what first thing in the morning when they've been sleeping for eight, ten hours, uh, are they ravenous when they first wake up? Yeah, they wake up. I mean, I feel like they kind of get up and we have, so my oldest is seven and my youngest is 18 months. So it's kind of like they eat a, like fruit, but then we do eat a good breakfast. So I'll, I'll give them fruit like right when they wake up, like a banana or an apple. Mm-hmm. And then they do eat like eggs or something. Like they eat a breakfast mm-hmm. at, like an hour later and they're hungry for it. So That's I wouldn't good. say they're ravenous when they wake up, but they're definitely like mm-hmm. ready for a meal. Yeah. And then I'm also curious if what I'm trying to kind of figure out is do these children really have a tendency towards low blood sugar and need to eat mm-hmm. versus right. they just kind of are in the habit of eating? Um, and so often I'll ask parents, you know, is there ever a time that you just, this food just wasn't there? Maybe it was a plane ride or a long car ride and you just couldn't stop. I mean, going through the middle of the desert, you know, are they, is it physically possible for them to go three, four hours without eating? And most of the time it's yes. They're like, oh yeah, there's no problem. We don't, they don't get like, uh, super lethargic or headaches and things like that. Um, right. you know, that would be signs of actual, actual low blood sugar and, and which is, it, it happens. Some mm-hmm. people actually have that. Um, most people don't though. Um, I would, uh, stress that it's important to have those family meal times. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to eat. Um, but as long as it's a more of a social, oh, okay, family's getting together at, at this time and it's just something they can count on. And that's uh, research does show that kids, especially dinner, if kids have a, a family dinner, they just grow up to be uh, more connected mm-hmm. uh, with their family and, and uh, just more um, well-adjusted adults if, uh, right. um, if they've had that. Yeah. I, one thing, the, 
the snacks you mentioned are very low calorie. So, and I'm uh-huh. sure, you know, I, oh, yeah. I'm sure maybe they snack on some other things now and then too, but um, fruits and vegetables are very low calorie. So if that's mm-hmm. what they're eating, then they probably are, that might not do a lot for them. The fruits definitely right. are higher and they'll give them that energy, but maybe combining it with a little bit of fat and protein, like a string cheese and a piece of fruit or some nuts right. or something, a healthy granola bar. That way it, there is some fat and protein behind the the energy of the fruit. Um, that that would also help the the sugar from the fruit last longer if they have some of that fat and protein with it. So maybe That's doing a little idea. bit more of that might help mm-hmm. um, curtail their appetite for longer. Right. That's a really good idea. Or add some hummus to the carrots or even some healthier ranch dip or make some, some sort of yogurt dips for the fruit with some full fat Greek yogurt that gives them the great protein and the great fat. Maybe mix some honey in there. <laughs> now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's lunchtime here. Um, that's really, that's, I should do that. That's probably what I, that's probably what I should do. So one thing my thing. parents did, um, cause you know, they had eight kids and, so they had a couple toddlers at the same time as having some teenagers. So I remember they they would put out a tray. They called it a nibble tray. So it was like a, a muffin tin or an ice cube tray. Um, and they would put healthy snacks in it. And they would just kind of leave it out on a table that the the preschoolers could reach themselves. And that was kind of our snacks for the for the first half of the day. And we could go by and grab a couple olives or some some. Um, veggies or dip, even crackers and cheese, stuff like that. Something that would sit out and last at least a couple hours on the table. Mm. Or you can stick that in the fridge. That was the way they were able to do snack times without, I mean, my mom couldn't, (laughs) kind of like you, got sick of going to the fridge all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's something you could try. I mean, you kind of have done that already with the drawer in the fridge, which is something else that we... Yeah, we had we that. Recommend. We had that with when my kids were young, mm-hmm. just their little I drawer. I think that's where I got the idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, think I read that somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> how funny. Yeah. Exactly. So it sounds like you're doing. I mean, you're doing a lot right. I mean, first of all, the fact that your kids are eating stuff like that, you're winning. <laughs> you're already yeah. winning. So I guess yeah. I guess it just like at what age? Yeah, that was my main thing. I, I mean, obviously, my toddler, she does. I give her like yogurt, and she eats more in between. But my oldest, I feel like. I don't know. At what point is it kind of like you don't just eat all day? Because I don't eat all day long. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at what point do you transition to just like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't, for, know, what I don't know that. I don't know that the expectation to transfer exactly just to meals is, is what we're looking for. Because some people, a lot of people, most people do snack a little bit between meals, especially yeah. if they... I mean, depending on their metabolism and and their body makeup, I ha- like for me, I do have to snack between meals because I have to keep my blood sugar pretty level, or else I get grouchy. <laughs> right? So, yeah, and I mean, I guess, I guess I just don't. Yeah, that's a good point, and I do that too. I just mm-hmm. maybe got sick of them asking me all the time. Yeah, is what it comes mm-hmm. down to. <laughs> and that's where you can just, like Hayden said, uh, we try not to have a whole bunch of energy around the subject. Um, right. And. Um, and if if they know where the food is and if and it's all healthy um you know that was one of the things we stressed when my kids were young that uh you know we just did not have cookies and crackers and chips uh so if it was 10 11 in the morning or whatever and the kids kind of say uh, start whining that they're hungry okay yeah go go uh, right. grab something out of the pantry and just and we wouldn't and that was about it we we wouldn't right. there's no lecture there's no whining they're just like oh you know i'm sitting there usually working doing something uh and right. uh, i'm hungry okay well you know where the drawer is and then i just go back to working and then everybody moves on and they eat what they yeah, need that's to eat good. um now there are some um i know some parents really like to stress the 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 eating the meals and and not snacking quite so much and some people will do just fine with that but um but either way i i like not to have a lot of energy uh into the subject because then you start dealing with emotions and whenever we're talking about eating and emotions then things can go the wrong direction <laughs> right no you know? thank you for saying that that's i like that point a lot that was that's yeah. really good. I wrote, I wrote that one down because maybe yeah. I was, maybe I was getting too mad about it and just telling them to go play. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, or I'd right. be like making lunch and saying, and they're snacking. So, yeah. anyway, thank you for that. This is great advice. Thank you. Cool, cool. So, um, and yeah, just oh, as long as they don't transition to eating chips and 
puffs, then, uh, you know, if we're, as long as we're snacking on fruits and veggies and, uh, other healthy stuff, nuts, I think, uh, you will never go wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay. I think we're good there. Okay. Cool. Okay. Thank yeah. you. That's great. All right, Cassie. Well, thanks a ton. Thank and you guys. We, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Hopefully. Yes. All hopefully. Right. Have a good day. Great. Bye. Bye. All right, cool. Um, I've got a bunch of other snack and treats and and uh, eating type of stuff that I, I want to talk about. Um, I uh, a while back, I was actually walking into our kitchen, and our daughter was had a, a bag of chips that I think had been left over from a party or something, and she's mm-hmm. sitting there eating them, and she had this frustrated look on her face. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, well, I'm eating these chips because I came in because I'm hungry, and I found these chips, and I'm eating them, and now I'm more hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and this kind of concept just kind of flashed into my head, and I'd never really thought of it to make the distinction, but I said, well, of course, Callie, because you came in here looking for a snack, but what you ate was a treat. And she kind of looked at me like, uh, you're not my real dad, um, you know. But I said, no, really. And I've got, you know, I'm kind of literally making this up as as I was talking. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, a treat are fun. Um, those are great p- foods like chips. Um, they're great for parties because they're kind of designed to make you more hungry, and that's what's kind of fun about a party. You get to eat mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. Um, but they're not really great for when you're really, really, really hungry. Uh, whereas a snack, you eat a cu- you eat a couple of bites and you start to be less hungry. So we started to try to differentiate between snacks and treats. And treats are great for birthday parties, you know, chips, crackers, uh, puffs, things like that. And um, but if you just if you go for those when you actually have the munchies, uh, they all they do is make you more and more hungry. Yeah, and part and, of the reason is is because you're not your body needs nutrients when it's hungry, and the chips aren't going to give it nutrients. So your body's still right. Calling out for that nutrient mm-hmm. stuff, yeah, and then the, you wind up eating like the entire bag, and then later <laughs> you, you feel, feel like poop. Awful. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, I've I've done that. I've experimented mm-hmm. experimented myself, and it's funny when I in the office, um, I'm super busy when I'm there, um, and sometimes in the back room there's uh, snacks somebody brought. You know, maybe there's leftover from one of uh, the staff parties, chips or something, or treats, and and sometimes there isn't, and I. It with without fail. If I know there's something sweet or salty or crunchy in the back there, I get hungry in the middle of the of the afternoon. But if there's nothing in there, I don't. I may. It's just weird. Yeah. So I kind of just have to try to make sure there's not that stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if I do kind of get, and it's funny. Just uh, I know that I, I eat pretty good lunch and. Um, I even had this kind of happen today. I had my shake in the morning, uh, went off to the gym, and uh, full of energy. I'm still full of energy. That was, what time is it now? It's, uh, it, I mean, it was a good three hours ago that I had my shake. And um, so I'm at the gym feeling f- fully energized. I'm still fairly energized, but my stomach eventually gets empty, right? Mm-hmm. It empties uh, like it's supposed to, and that shake has been completely absorbed. Um, but then... Am I hungry now? Because you get that, that – my stomach kind of went, well, I'm empty. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And uh, I started to kind of look around and get cravings. And our tr- the, at the gym, there's this little place where there's some snacks. There, there's – I wouldn't call them healthy, but they're low-carb, you know, low-carb mm-hmm. chips and low-carb bars and stuff. And I started getting the craving for those. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, those taste pretty good. Oh, they're low-carb. I probably have a, 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 a chip or – you know, a small bag and just munch on them. Maybe I'll do that on the way to the podcast. And in my head, I'm, I'm getting more and more hungry, right? And then I'm like, no, wait a minute. I know we're talking about snacks today. I wanted to, <laughs> as an example, see if I can make it through the morning just on my shake. And uh, lo and behold, so I, I kind of, in my head, like, nope, I'm not having it, not having it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and I'm like, I, Jim, you cannot give in to yourself on this one. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, the, you know, the hunger went away and... um and I'm still here. You're good. Yeah, You're good did, energy. Did You're not fine. getting grouchy. You know, I think uh, at the office, back to the office, um, if you have uh, – and we did this at one point with my kids um, – and ourselves, uh, when we, everybody will get out of the habit and you're like, well, I've been, ju- I've been munching on snacks mm-hmm. uh, or treats for a while, you know, if there's chips around, but if, uh, you just don't have them and just don't have them in the house, um, and instead have a bowl of nuts or fruit or something, 
I guarantee you. You know, oftentimes when you get that munchy feeling, it's really you're either bored or tired or thirsty or maybe just feeling grumpy. Yeah, you want comfort. Yeah, you know, you're just looking for some comfort food, and uh, and if like a bowl of walnuts, it gets very crunchy and it's quite flavorful, and um, almost without fail, you you have a walnut or two. And uh, you stop being hungry. Mm-hmm. It just it kind of satisfies that craving, and um, and heck, it's actually good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas if you go for chips or puffs or something, it uh, it's not nearly as good for you. I just got to say, I wish my kid was addicted to spinach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is uh, what is little Levi? What's what's his, his go to like junk snack food? Junk snack food. Uh, he'll sometimes just grab a box of cereal, uh, like Rice Krispies or Cheerios, which, I mean, it's not terrible. No, no. It's but it's not, not going to give him the nutrition. But but yeah. still, that's pretty good yeah. for like a... I'll find him like on the side of the house with the box of cereal just sitting there. <laughs> like, What's going on? <laughs> How funny. I'm just, I'm just having my cereal. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, the, a couple weeks ago, I had a patient, uh, a mom in the office with two boys. I wish I could remember how young they were. They were eh, probably two and three-ish, two and four, something like that. And literally from the moment I walk in, um, they start whining for the snacks that are in that they know they're in mom's diaper bag, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and mom's like, nope, nope, we'll wait. We're we're doing the checkup first, and we tried to, but literally they were oh, the any second I would like turn my back to to pick up my stethoscope or my otoscope, they'd be like on mom's purse or on the mm-hmm. diaper bag trying to get to the little baggie of puffs <laughs> that were in there, and it it was really annoying. Uh-huh. I mean, massively annoying. There's wine, 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 and um. And so mom eventually just brings, you know, relents and pulls out the, the baggie and it was some sort of puffs. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, she showed them to me. They, they didn't look bad, but they, even, even, they were still, you know, organic, wholesome, um, all good ingredients, nothing bad in them. However, I really looked at the, when I looked at the nutritional breakdown, it, it was just empty. It was simply empty flavor. Um, just, and there weren't, weren't even that many calories mm-hmm. to these things. So it's essentially, it was a, um, it was just little balls of crunchy flavor that those kids wanted. And it, it kind of dawned on me that, um, you know, no wonder those kids keep wanting those because they're they get a crunch. the The pleasure centers in the brain get lit up, and then and 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 uh, they kind of get the reward, and they just keep wanting munching, munching, munching on that on those uh, puffs all day long. So at the end of the um, at the end of the appointment, I actually asked, I challenged mom, and I said, you know, I don't want not to be judgmental here, but I'm just really curious. You know, it was obvious these kids are pretty distracted. <laughs> Addicted um, to the puffs. You know, and uh, she's like, yeah, I know. It just goes on all day long. I can't stand it. And I, I just asked her, I'm, I'm just curious because I've noticed this in myself. If they're not there, um, what if they just were not in the diaper bag? What would happen? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know. I've never tried. I've never <laughs> tried it. And uh, I'm like, well, okay, good. You know, I'm, I said, you know, can you do me a favor and try it and see and let me know how it goes? Because I'm really curious if, if uh, you know, what's going on with these kids. And um, so she was in just last week, uh, I think for an ear, one of the kids had an earache. And, and I had kind of had for- forgotten about that, that Puffs uh, conversation I had with her. And she's like, oh, at the end, she's like, oh, Dr. Jim, by the way, remember when you asked me to do an experiment? Well, I tried it and you were totally right. Uh, that you know, I I would have nothing in the diaper bag, and the kids would look in there. They wouldn't see anything, and they'd be totally fine. And they go out and they go back to playing, and uh, no whining, no begging. And um, so we kind of learned with those kids for sure that um, it, there's a huge, huge pull. If your brain knows there's something close pleasurable, by, there, pleasurable that's gonna, yeah, it's just it, it's almost like a siren. You mm-hmm. almost cannot avoid it. It's like a out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. If it's not there, you're not going to think about it. And yeah. I like Jim how you referenced like a bag of chips as treats. I think sometimes people forget if it's don't think if it's not candy or baked goods or something sweet, it's not a treat. But if we categorize chips and French fries and you oh, know yeah. junk crackers as no, well, that's that's part of a treat. Then it kind of first of all, it's realistic, but also it right. it. Um, puts that into a category. So it's not like we never want to have those, but it puts it in the correct category. So for my kids, they crave sweets. My kids are sweet cravers. And so we, we don't really buy sweets very often. Sometimes we do, which is totally fine. But if they want something, then they have to bake it. 
And so, mm-hmm. so I like that because first of all, I buy all the ingredients so I can buy some really good quality ingredients and even some substitutions as far as healthy sweeteners and flowers and stuff. But, um, if they're going to spend an hour baking chocolate chip cookies and then have a couple, that's great. That's great. And if they don't really want it, and then they won't put in the effort to bake it. Yeah. So that's kind right. of our way of, of they get something that they like and they enjoy and it's healthy-ish or it's healthier than a baked good that you would buy. Um, but then they've spent that time baking it and they've started, they get creative with it. They're together. They're in the kitchen, not on their phones. Yeah, so I call that delayed, a win. Yeah. A little and delayed to, gratification. Yes, and, for sure. I mean, yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. If they have to, if there's, they have to, uh, put effort put behind, effort uh, a, I kind of have a, a mini reward. version of that. Uh, we used to, and we still do have the little Clementine oranges, little cuties mm. or other brands. Um, so you're, you get your sna- you're hungry, you're snacking. Um, just sometimes the, the time it takes to peel that mm-hmm. little tiny orange, maybe 30 seconds to a minute, it often just while you're doing that, it's changing, uh, your craving, you know, mm-hmm. you're sit- sitting, having to work at your, uh, your, um, uh, your snack instead of just popping it in your mouth, you know. It's interesting how I'm sitting here thinking just about the whole snacking thing in general and how, you know, moms and dads tend to always have some kind of snack in the diaper bag or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it almost seems like there's there's a fear of their kid being hungry. <laughs> yeah. It's like, right. oh, if my kid's hungry, it's the end of the world, so I always <laughs> have to have something available. But it's, No, it's, it's true. I think part of it is we're programmed. I think we're programmed from a long, long time ago of survival. I mean, I think this this stuff is in there. But but I think we also are programmed that I know what happens if my kid gets hungry and we're out and about in a store. <laughs> or they, <laughs> you know, or then we're going to have to buy junk or stuff like yeah. that. But I think also you're right. Now that I think about it, I just you saying you little kids hungry. I have this little anxiety yeah. <laughs> inside me. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like yeah. if your kid gets really hungry, then then I failed somehow as a parent to <laughs> yeah. provide. Well, we've had that where you're driving. I'm like, I'm hungry. Uh, okay, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I'm as a matter of fact, right now I'm really, really my stomach is pretty darn empty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still my blood sugar is fine you know there's the body does produce its own energy um but i i think it more than just hunger discomfort i think a lot mm-hmm. of uh, parents really try to protect their kids from discomfort whether it's being hungry or being uncomfortable or being bored um but i think there's maybe something to be said about being able to tolerate mm-hmm. you know a half an hour car ride car ride home being hungry um, I remember those yeah. the, sometimes <laughs> uh, when I was a kid you know, on the way home from swimming lessons, I'd be ravenous and I just could not wait to get home. Oh, I'm yeah. so hungry. I'd run in and we'd eat the, the dinner that mom had made or whatever. But, um, but you know, I, I think it's, there's, there's not a, a big problem with having, um, just a little bit of hunger and yeah. learning no, how to, learning how to. Okay, I'm hungry. I think that's and good. I, and Matt, that's a really good thing that you recognize because I think that is definitely a thing. And part of it is we don't like our kids to be uncomfortable, but that's it's actually a life skill that's important to yeah. let your kids be uncomfortable. But I like how Jim, you just said if your kids say I'm hungry, you say Oh yeah, me too. Like you're validating. You're not just like yes. shaming them for being hungry mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> or right. making them feel like bad for being hungry. You're like Oh yeah, me too. Like making it a normal thing. Yeah. yeah. Hunger is a part of every day. You know, we mm-hmm. get hungry and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry too. And I can't wait for dinner. What are we having, mom? You mm-hmm. know, um, the, back to the bag in the diaper bag, the little baggie. Um, often, you know, the parents used to having puffs or crackers or goldfish or Cheerios um, that, um, which are the, uh, I often say, well, what about uh, a little baggie of blueberries or a baggie of um, sliced olives? Things like that are, are quite filling and, and actually much more you know, nuts yeah. if your child's old enough yet to not choke on them. But um, I think those are great alternatives. And, uh, you, know, you know, if your child's like, I'm hungry, well, here's the baggie of blueberries. I don't, you know, I'm not hungry for that. Okay, <laughs> well, right. then, that's what we have. That's, yeah. that's what there is. And, um, your kids will survive, you yeah. know, so. And I think also, I mean, I'll own it as, especially with young, young kids, I've used food as a distraction, especially when we're out and about or in the car and they're just, I need them to be quiet, whether a doctor's office, I need them to stop complaining or asking. So yeah, yeah. I hand them food to, to, to distract them. So maybe in some ways 
I've contributed to oh, sure. to patterns like that. But yeah. you know, again, not <laughs> not high on the list of things yeah. moms should totally stress yeah, about. Before we move on from yeah. the snacking subjects, maybe uh, just take a minute to to list some of the the better healthy alternatives for snacks. I'm not talking on the go, but at home, okay, now it's snack time. What what would you recommend mm-hmm. the, the parents make? Well, we've talked yeah. about some, but pretty much any fruit and vegetable, right. but we want to go beyond that too. Mm-hmm. So like olives, and if your kids are pretty young, you want to slice them. Yeah, or just get them, buy them sliced. Buy them sliced, you know, yeah. Those are great, easy. Yeah, <laughs> N- uh, nuts, we've said nuts, string cheese, che- cheese cubes, um, you know, we do. Uh, I'll, I'll slice an apple with and put peanut butter on mm-hmm. it. Apple slices and peanut butter. Yeah, and that's I'd let them dip it in the peanut yeah. butter. Favorite thing. Yeah, lots of good. lots of dips. I know we've talked about this on the show before, but if you make dips, especially with uh, like full fat Greek yogurt, then they're getting like almost even a mini meal there with a right. with some veggies dipped in that, or even some fruit dipped in that. If you make it with honey, um, hummus, guacamole. Oh, huge guacamole is a huge great. Dipper, even if they do want to dip some chips in the guacamole, at least you're getting that amazing healthy fat and mm-hmm. little, little bit of protein in there. Um, dried fruit is also good to take, especially out and about. Um, and you, you mix that with some, with some nuts for that fat and protein. And that's, that's super important just to, to call that, uh, call that out and the importance of the fat and the protein along with it, it balances all the sugar mm-hmm. levels and everything. Yeah, I was a very, very sugar-sensitive kid, so I think that's something my parents really had to pay attention to. And that's the thing. I mean, you really have to know your child because some kids, they, they're just so different. I know one of my kids doesn't – she doesn't want to eat until she wants to eat, and then she'll she'll figure it out. <laughs> she'll, she kind of even wants to manage her own eating in a lot of ways, and because she mostly makes good choices, I let her – so what are some other things? Uh, like whole wheat crackers, just really great whole grain crackers can be good. Um, oatmeal, especially steel-cut oatmeal is great. Jim, you mentioned shakes. That's something mm-hmm. we do a lot in our mm-hmm. family, um, whether it's something super quick, some coconut milk. We have a we the Juice Plus Complete Protein Powder with a quick shaker, and out we go. Or I'll take some more time and make a quick smoothie with some frozen fruit, some flaxseed meal, um, you know, the complete protein powder. Yeah. And, you know, that's a quick, easy snack, too. And my kids now can make it themselves. Yeah, and I find uh, I, I kind of I carry the shake, those shakes with me mm-hmm. when I travel or at the office, and that's kind of my go-to. If I'm hungry, it'll be my lunch, and um, I'll have w- one or two of those a day. And uh, if I find that when I'm doing that, they're so filled with good protein and fiber, and they're not huge on the carbs that I, I don't really need a snack if mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Um, I just, I start, I not, I, I don't yeah. really need the snack. And, uh, so that's, that's good. My kids really like, especially when they were younger, they liked healthy, healthy food. They were programmed that way, but they liked opening little packages of stuff. <laughs> it's like if it was put in a little package at the store, it was all of a uh-huh. sudden a treat. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, the baby, the baby bell cheese. Did yeah. Like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baby yeah. Bell yeah. Cheese. So sometimes, I mean, I tried to, cause I want to give them healthy food, but I also want them to feel like not completely an oddball out when they went to eat their lunch at school, <laughs> because I felt that way. I don't know if you guys <laughs> did this, the, but yeah. we had such healthy lunches growing up that I did. I would look around and my, my friends would have the, you know, the Lunchables or the package, this and that. And I would have like, super granola-y lunch, which yeah. of course now I'm super grateful. Thank you so much, mom. I owe you everything. Um, but yeah, I did feel a little like, oh man, like let down. So <laughs> I try when I can. And yes, it, it is a little bit more money, but buying those little packages of apples or the, you know, the little mini hummuses and the package of organic corn chips, because that, it helps them feel like they, they have a little something fun in their lunch. And um, mm-hmm. it actually makes a difference. And so if I'm going to do a, put a little extra money into it, I'll, I'll buy like the packaged healthier snacks cause they like that. And it, I think it brings good balance. Sure. 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 Cool. cool. All right. Well, that's a lot of snacks and it's funny. I Googled some just healthy snacks and I'm not even going to talk about what I found here. Cause <laughs> one I found it's, uh, what's the title? It's like 40 great snacks, 30 field tested healthy snacks for kids. Um, now every other one is like some prepackaged, 
uh, um, thing they're trying to sell. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, like this this um, little this bar and then this little packaged salty bites things. Um, anyway, so I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna go through those because none of them are good. So I guess <laughs> that's weird. You, you normally you think if you read it online, it'd be good. I know, isn't good everything for you. online true Real and accurate? Quick, I just I remembered a story. It actually it was really sad, but it reminded me of good a uh, good good tip. Um, there's a little in elementary school. There's going to be some some bullying that comes mm-hmm. along with you know if you're the the kid that always has the healthy snacks or whatever, you're going to get made fun of a little bit. Um, yeah, I have a friend who would always uh, her six year old loves the little seaweed snacks, mm-hmm. you know, packets of of seaweed. Oh wow. nori, and um, she would have that at school every day, and 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 the kids started like calling her seaweed kid or something, I don't yeah. know, like making fun of her for it. But Jeez. It, so it's like super sad. Parents, just don't let your kids be douches. Like, yeah, right. It's a good healthy snack. The seaweeds, you know, as an alternative, to and this chips. child enjoys it. Yeah, yeah, right. It, she she loves it. Like, it's her favorite. It's like her favorite thing. And so she's, I don't know. She, Man. from what I remember, she had had a good attitude towards it. It was like, whatever. I like these. Go away, yeah. kind of thing. But, <laughs> but I'm I'm worried that you know if if kids are such douches like that, then it's gonna create these these stigmas around the healthy foods. Yeah. Well, and I think that's whenever somebody's being a little different, kids often call it out. Um, but I think one way to kind of counteract that as a parent is when you see a, a younger kid eating something like seaweed or maybe something a little outside the box, point it out in a positive way, like, oh my goodness, look at that. I'm so curious if we would like that. Let's try it. Yeah. So you're kind of pointing that kid out in a, in a positive light and kind of maybe teaching your kids how to respond to somebody who's doing something a little different with curiosity versus mm-hmm. criticism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hate, I hate, I hate when I see kids being douches. <laughs> just, like, oh Especially my, my own. Gosh. Especially anyway, my own to right. each well, other. So just that's why everybody needs to listen to our podcast uh, and so learn how to raise teach you, not douches. <laughs> we can teach you <laughs> everything because we did it perfectly. Yeah, right, not right. true story. So should we take a quick break and then come back and tackle more of the 33 things not to do to your kids? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. We'll be right back. This episode of the Dr. Sears Family Podcast has been brought to you by Fruits and Veggies. Since the dawn of man, fruits and veggies have been an important part of a balanced breakfast. Some fruits and veggies are the perfect first food for your baby. Fruits and veggies can be hidden in a smoothie so so that your kids don't even know they're consuming them. They think it's a chocolate shake. Fruits and veggies has been medically proven to reduce many types of cancer, cardiovascular disease, hypertension, COPD, diabetes, premature death, obesity, bone loss, aging, neurodegenerative diseases, and many more, including arthritis, glaucoma, macular macular degeneration, cataracts, acne, etc., etc., etc. For some, their only exposure to fruits and veggies is at halftime at their children's soccer game. Ask your doctor if fruits and veggies is right for you or anyone in your family. Warning, fruits and veggies is not for everyone especially those with an allergy to being healthy. Side effects may include increased energy, better vision, longer life, younger-looking skin, decreased risks of cancer, less sinus infections, faster muscle recovery after vigorous exercise, improved blood flow to vital parts of the body, including your brain, heart, head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. Consistent bowel movements. Increased libido. What's a libido? Uh, nothing. Never mind. Better memory, attention, and immune function. Fruits and Veggies is available pretty much anywhere, even in your own backyard. Best health effects are when fruits and veggies are consumed as 9 to 13 servings a day. Be sure to talk to your doctor before starting fruits and veggies. Or just eat a bunch of them anyway, without asking. They're good. <laughs> okay. okay, good stuff, good stuff. We just have a few... A few extra minutes left, so it's, we're going to tackle some of the 33 things you've got to stop doing to your kids right now. <laughs> some of those in the past, spoiling them, overspending on them. Um, do you have the, oh yeah, doing everything for them, fe- oh, feeling like you're failing as a parent, neglecting your marriage. Oh, we, these have been some really good stuff, so mm-hmm. let's move on. I don't have the list in front okay, of me, so, the, so you're going Yeah, to... the next one is not teaching kids the real meaning of thanks. And I love this thanks. one because we always say thanks, thank you, thank you, and it it becomes meaningless. So making sure the words they 
they're speaking aren't empty. And I, one thing oh. I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> I got a story on this one. Well, one of so I learned a ton from my kids' preschool teachers. I loved watching them because I just gleaned so much as a parent and a new parent. One of the things she did was she wouldn't say, say thank you. She'd say thank you. She would turn to the child who she wants to say thank you and say, what would you like to say? Mm. So they actually would have to think through what they would like to say to this person. Oh, yeah. That's good. And even if it wasn't thank you, but like, oh, I really like this, or... Or, or they had a question about it. They're they're teaching the kid to engage with the person who just gave them something mm-hmm. in conversation, and that's actually more of a a gratitude, a show of gratitude, than to say thanks and then walking away. And it's helping right. the child recognize the emotion they're feeling and and respond appropriately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. I, I I just returned from a a trip a couple days away um i went to the dakotas north and south dakota Woo-hoo. which is cool it was cold there um, but i've i'd never been to that those two states so that was kind of cool but um in the airport on my way back i was actually in denver denver airport i saw i see this display and i was it it it, it it's stuff about being a hippie, and I thought I saw a hat. I'm like, you know what? My daughter might like that hat. I think maybe, yeah, maybe I'll just grab it. I usually don't get gifts when I travel, but yeah, maybe I'll I'll do this. So I, I get this beanie for her. Come, I we come back, and um, I think we're having dinner. I'm like, oh, hey, I got something for you. So I it's in a bag, and I give it, and um, and it's funny. She, I think she looks in there, um, and you know, I think I even had. Uh, foreshadowed, kind of saying, you know, yeah, hey, I don't know if you're going to like it or not, but uh, hey, I thought maybe you, you might like this. So it, it's just all, so it's just something little, right? And she looks in there, and she seemed to be seemed to kind of like it, I guess. Uh, who knows? Um, and then her mom's like, "What do you say?" And she's like, <laughs> "Thanks." <laughs> you know, I'm like, eh, you know, not that I needed a thank you, but I like that uh, what you said. Uh, you know, instead of just saying, "Hey, say thanks," because then it's just a, a mm-hmm. knee jerk reaction. Oh, thanks, without any meaning. And the, the same goes for, you know, pl- please obviously or, please and thank mm-hmm. you, but also sorry is a big yeah. one. You know, parents are always so quick to, oh, go say you're sorry. And there's a sorry. Yeah. They, they don't mean anything by it. They don't right. learn the meaning behind it. And yeah. so I don't, I don't think know. that one's on this list, but actually that would be on my list if I was to write this yeah. article because, again, that's a word, sorry, thank you, that we just throw out there. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. Or, one sorry. thing, one thing yeah. we've been doing is if – Levi ever has to say sorry. We have he he follows it up by, "I'm sorry. How can I make it better?" Mm-hmm. Like as a follow up, like and that's that. an important that's an important step that we don't often do because we don't just want to be sorry. We want to program our kids to know that there's something you do you can do to make it right. Yes, like making it right is actually even more important than saying the word sorry. Mm. So I really like mm-hmm. that. Good job, Matt. <laughs> You're doing great. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, what about thank you notes? Did you um, make your kids learn how to do thank you notes? I didn't. And, you know, I, I people who send thank you notes, I just, when I get a thank you note, I just think it's so cool because that's opposite of my love language. I do other things. <laughs> I, do I, don't, other I don't things. think we ever raised with, I don't think mom and dad ever made us do thank you notes. I, think, I don't ever remember no. doing it. I notes. think mom went through a phase where she tried, but she just, I think she gave up on that yeah. one. It was one of those things. She's like, you know what? That's not a battle. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna fight. But mom does really well at writing notes and, and does, thank yeah. yous. So that's her love language, um, which is great. And so I think if your kid shows aptitude in that direction, especially like if they like doing things like that, it's a very valuable tool. Especially nowadays when people don't get letters in the mail or they don't get handwritten things. Even the fact, even getting a handwritten note is pretty uncommon. So mm-hmm. celebrate that if your child likes to yeah, do that's it. Cool. I know um, for Christmas um, or even a birthday, I've, I've seen some parents of all the with all the gifts. Then one of the gifts, often one of the last gifts or something, will be just a little box of thank you notes. Mm. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> yeah. So that the child can then, go, oh, okay, now I got my notes. Now I'll write the thank you notes to all the other, yeah. you know, to all the, the aunts and uncles and grandparents that gave the gifts. So, all right. So the next one is ignoring bad behavior, um, and this this is a hard one because. Kids will kind of start doing something and you're like, oh, I don't like that. But you don't sometimes want to jump in and and just nip it in the bud because maybe it's just a phase. You don't want to overreact to every little thing. But then after a while, it becomes like, oh, this is sticking. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't want to just let it go. Um, So paying attention to those things before they become a problem. Um, 
I would say, yeah, it's a good I idea. Know. I think there's, there are some times when ignoring something is mm-hmm. an appropriate reaction. I don't yeah, know. especially if it's like a bad habit, like cracking fingernails or, or, or knuckles or something. Um, oftentimes the best way to get a child to stop doing it is stop calling attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's just a quick or example. If, I if, thought if the kid's doing something on purpose to annoy you, if you oh, don't yeah. be annoyed, then they lose that yeah. satisfaction and they stop doing it. Yeah. So that's, and that's, they even say that in the article, that's a yeah. tricky balance. You, yeah. you don't, you got to find that. But they said, but then deal with it. If it, yeah. it persists, deal with it. Like you said, let's uh-huh. not raise Dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. And the next one is don't gloss over important chats. So our kids grow. The topics of our talks may change, but the importance doesn't. With our hectic schedules, we don't often make time to have very important conversations, um, and we lose moments. And I so I totally I will own this one because with my first child, who's now almost sixteen. I was on it. I was like, okay, now it's time to have this talk. Now it's time to have that talk. Now it's time to have, you know, the talk about what to do here. But then with my second and third child, I was like, I, I miss stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, I don't think I've taught them about that. Because yeah. well, <laughs> you remember doing one. it with the first yeah. child and then. <laughs> and some things it's like, well, that'll just trickle down, right? <laughs> like <laughs> My oldest will, will kind of, will teach the younger ones. And sometimes that does happen. But I've noticed for my, my second and especially my third child, I have to be more intentional about, oh, okay, we need to have the talk about this. Or especially those talks as they get older about the the puberty and what's going on in their body. It's like. Oh, I need to make sure I get to that and not put it off because mm-hmm. they're going to learn it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, you you need to take charge of that and make sure yeah. it's appropriate. Well, especially so I'm a single mom, and sometimes I'm I kind of assume oh their dad's covered that because he did last time, or and so I I've, I've noticed recently I need to be a little bit more proactive about communicating with him to be like hey did you get this one okay how about you get that talk I'll get this talk. <laughs> Just being intentional about it, I think, is the point of this that article. That's a good point. Yeah, having a maybe having a list somewhere of things you know you want to get to them, and just Mm -hmm. like you said, being intentional, intentional uh, about uh, getting to those. Also, paying attention too. Um, It's I think it's uh, listen to your kids, and sometimes you'll hear them hovering around a topic, and um, if you're tuned into them and listened, you're like, oh, wow, hey, they just asked me about dating, or mm-hmm. they just asked me about what to do if a, a boy tries to kiss me, or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, just something like that, um, instead of just glossing it over, or yeah. just kind of going, oh, okay, well, hey, let's let's tell me about that. If Yeah, if your kids bring something up even subtly, that means there's probably a lot of thought going oh, yeah. on it in their head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if it's an uncomfortable question... Um, just dive right in and and don't avoid it. Mm-hmm. I think that the kid's going to then look to you and model your reaction. If you're super awkward about something, <laughs> they're going to be super awkward about yeah. something. If you're like, this is no big deal, then it takes the pressure off and you can have a good chat. Yeah, especially when it comes to bodily functions. I often tell parents, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I think... Um, Parents, a parent was asking me about something that's more of in in the embarrassing category, and I said, "Well, yeah, talk to talk to your child about this, but use the same tone you would as if you were discussing them picking their nose or something. You know, just something with no uh, emotion to it or no uh, um, um, negative connotation. Or yeah, anything. Or just like, hey, it's just it's a bodily function, and your body does this, and it, this, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, no judgment or anything like that." Let's, did so, we skip one? I think fourteen. Did you skip? I 14? think we did that one. We did, we did that, that one a while back. Some of these we did um, kind of out of order. Oh, got it. All right. So the next two kind of go together a little bit. The first one is being inconsistent with your discipline, oh, um, yeah. and if and that's huge. Being consistent because if you let it go once or even twice, then you've taught them that they can get around the rules. And then when you do want to enforce it, they're gonna they're gonna rebel against that. Mm-hmm. Like you let right. me do it last time. Yeah, right. Yeah, or they know like if I do this, this is how I get out of that. Yeah. And and I have to, again I'll own this one because there's just sometimes you're done and you're tired and <laughs> uh, there's times I, I've let it go but it it almost always comes back around it's a bigger hassle the next time to deal yeah, with yeah yeah and I think that's um, in some ways it, it helps to have some of these things written down mm-hmm. um, if, especially if it's uh, if you hand out a, a 
a um, a consequence. Okay, you're you're grounded for two days or you're no phone for whatever. Write it down somewhere so that you know a day and a half later, and you see them on their phone. You're like, um, don't. And don't. you can go to the you go to the scoreboard. It says right here. You yeah. you don't get your phone till yeah next time and. As opposed to like, oh, like, I oh, forgot. Wait. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that's what you said. You know. Well, and and often it's me forgetting. I'm like, wait, <laughs> shoot, did, was it one day or two days? Was that that child? Right. <laughs> so yeah. that writing it down is just as much for me as them. And I think part of that is have your don't have so many rules that you can't enforce them. Uh, yeah. Like set yeah, yourself right. up to be able to enforce the rules. Yeah. Um, I have to do that. Because, I think that's important. Yeah, for that, sure. That way you, you, you just like pick your battles essentially mm-hmm. is what you're saying. But you're picking them ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, that way uh, you you enforce the ones that you choose to enforce and and there's just a few and your, your kids won't feel like you're being overbearing or anything. But they will know I do, there are a couple of very important rules that if I don't follow I, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, it, it hits the fan and... Um, and uh, it, and you, that's a great way of keeping your parental authority. Yeah. You know. The next one is um, stop raising a brat. <laughs> Nobody wants to admit they're raising a brat, but are you seeing the signs of a brat in training? If so, it's time to get in some one-on-one time to boot the brat and get that sweet child of yours back. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The, the term sweet child just remembered, reminded me. Um, so my, my, my kid is the sweetest little boy ever, he right? Is. But if he gets tired or cranky, whatever, he, he goes through, he's got, he, yeah. do you remember when I was a kid, I had a super big, uh, temper yeah. and he indefinitely got that from me. Mm-hmm. He has a temper when, when, when it comes out, it's pretty bad. And you, people mm-hmm. would have said the same about you, Matt, that you were the sweetest child. <laughs> yeah. So same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but as a f- a couple of weeks ago, I, we were just trying to get through bedtime or something, and he was just throwing a fit, kicking and screaming and spitting. I'm just, I, 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 I looked at him and like, where did my sweet boy go? Aww. And it made him stop, and like he got super emotional and started crying for like ten <laughs> minutes straight. Like, oh, you're a sweet boy. Oh. <laughs> I, I want to be the sweet boy again. And oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. Oh, that's I, I felt bad for <laughs> yeah. like. It, Causing him that, but I think he was, he just, he reached his tipping point. Yeah. He was so tired. It was just, it was, I get it that was way over. Too. It was over. <laughs> the day just needed to be done. Yes. Well, and I, first of all, we want to say, don't ever call your kid a brat. Right. Like, right. You would never call them out yeah. as being a brat. And, but kids go through phases, kids act out for some reason. And so paying attention to that and helping, helping turn that around is definitely a good idea. Um, so we're not raising a brat or helping them get in that pattern of bratty behavior. Yeah. I used to say when, if my kids were just whining, um, I act like I can't hear them. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just don't, I can't hear <laughs> the whining. Uh, yeah. you know, let's do, redo, ask, ask, do over, mm-hmm. ask, uh, ask again. And without the whining yeah. voice, Sometimes it would take him a few times. We've been having fun with the do-over game a lot mm-hmm. lately. He's <laughs> really, really responded well to that, yeah. actually. But we make it fun. It's like if, if he drops something and I ask him to pick it up and he, he doesn't, and you know, it starts to become an argument, we, we stop. I said, okay, let's play the do-over game. But then I make it goofy. Mm-hmm. Like I'll start going back to the beginning of the argument, but I'll use a funny voice or talk really dramatically or, or an accent or something, and, and, and he responds immediately. He, he's fun, and he's, uh, he, he does it, and he goes along with it, and, and then we move on with our day. And, and That's a good this, way to this, diffuse yeah. the situation. Yeah. That really is one of my favorite parenting tools. It really is for do-overs. I use that for my teenager, too. Like when she starts talking to me with that voice, you know, I'm like, all right, <laughs> whoa, girl, let's try that again. Because, like, we're not going to Starbucks when you ask like that. That's not happening. Well, I try to say it in a nicer way. But a do-over game works best. I use the do-over game for myself. When I'm getting a little snippy with my kids, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to try that again. Because it really doesn't stop. We need to give ourselves do-overs. We need to know that we're going to not always respond correctly at the right time. But I get to model out loud uh, to my kids how they can see me start over and turn it around. So, Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, so the next one is letting them hang out with the wrong kids. Um, 
And uh, gosh, I remember mom and dad early, early on. They would, that was kind of one of their things. Like you become who you are around the most often. And I remember I was, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade and there was a new girl in class and I just liked her. Something about her just drew me to her. And she, I think, kind of glommed on to me a bit. And she lived in our neighborhood. So we hung out all the time. And I remember. Uh, mom and dad started to not like how I was acting and they didn't like having her around, just the energy she brought to it. And mm. they talked to me about it and I did not like it. I, I fought against it. I'm like, but she's my best friend who I've known for a month. Um, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but but they were right. And actually after a while, I kind of started seeing some of that. And I, I, I remember not feeling like I was myself after a while when I was around her. So um, I, that has always stuck with me. That they they noticed that and they were proactive to talk to me about it and also limit my time with her. Yeah, that's good. I think as as a parent, you need to be if you're so in tune with your kid as you ought to be and paying attention to them. If you start seeing a new behavior come out of nowhere, like where did that come from? Mm-hmm. It's a good chance it came from one of their peers that they just started hanging out with a new mm-hmm. friend that's causing bad influences or something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not like we want to cut them off from from those, but sometimes they're, they're learning opportunities like, mm-hmm. oh, do you think it was a good idea for your friend to do this and just talk through it? So there's that fine line between, you know, the quote wrong kids and just behavior that from a friend that you don't want your kid to adopt. So I think if anything else, it brings up some great conversation opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. And the next one goes hand in hand yeah. with that. And I think we'll wrap it up. Yeah. After. All right. So the next one is forcing friendships on them, <laughs> so, <laughs> which also can be tempting. I'm trying because, to think if I know any parents have ever done this. <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay. So, you know, you have mom friends, you get those parent friends who have kids about the same ages as yours and you're like oh score we can all hang out together but your kids might not resonate with their kids kids so kind of forcing right. them to be friends with people you want them to be friends with doesn't always work oh, um, yeah. now i remember that actually now uh, as a kid my mom would be hanging you know family uh, friends off oftentimes and often we often fight you know the fans the the, 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 the mm-hmm. kids would just if we didn't get along we didn't get along and the parents wanted us to get along because we we're going on a family trip together or something <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh yeah, I think those are my only real fights as a as a kid that I would I got into was with some of the fan, uh, other kid kids of my parents' friends. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> well, they were being brats. <laughs> they they did not read this article. <laughs> no, just teasing. We don't judge. We don't judge parents. <laughs> so these are we've gotten uh, through this list. We have a cool. few more to go. And I love you guys. I love this because I hope everybody out there knows that we're going through this parenting journey just like you guys are. Some people like Jim have been going through it a lot longer and we get to learn from him, but we're right there with you. We're learning along with you and we love your feedback. So if any of these have resonated with you or there's something that you've tried that really works, please send us a comment uh, or a message and we'd love to interact in that way and hear your feedback. For sure. So that music telling us that it is time to say start saying goodbye oh did we do we have a mommy moment mm-hmm. all right well th- bring the music back down <laughs> and, uh, and um and let's take a little pause for a mom to mom moment yes okay so it is may i'm sorry it is april oh my gosh i just gave myself a heart attack thinking i lost a month it's of may. my life when did wait, wait, wait what? it is april and this is the time of year that we start looking forward to summer and just cannot wait for it to get here. My kids are just starting to be done and done with school. Oftentimes I get to summer and then I start panicking because I just don't have anything planned or not much planned and I see a whole summer in front of us with kids not having enough structured stuff. So I'm speaking to myself but I'm sharing this with everybody so that that we can start being intentional about making a list of what we want to accomplish this summer. So what I'm doing with my kids, I'm having them each make their own list. So I have a 9, a 12, and an almost 16 year old. And so they're making a list and it has two parts. One is the fun things they want to do this summer and then one is things they want to accomplish this summer so that we can keep that list balanced between fun and moving their life forward. And they can be little things like, you know, my son wants to uh, like learn how to mount- mountain bike. 
but then he also needs to get his his toys organized. So, or he wants to go on this day trip, but then he's also he needs there's this math skill he needs to master. So we're we're trying to keep it balanced. Um, I'm trying to teach teach my kids the concept of choosing activities in their life that move their life forward. So we're going to read a book today instead of be on your device. Um, so that's my mom to mom moment is just start having those thoughts and those conversations with your kids about what would be productive this summer and then what would be fun, some family fun stuff this summer. That's cool. I like that. I'm going to make that list for myself. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> I think that's where it started. Mm-hmm. I would get to the end of the summer and I would be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I did not accomplish anything, which is probably not true. So when I have my list to go through and I actually can go back and maybe I didn't get to everything, but I did get to some stuff so I can um, not 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 back shame myself for the amazing fun summer my family had, but I have to realize, oh, I did actually accomplish a lot of what I wanted to. That's good, good, good. And there's that music again, my fa- one of my favorite tunes. And so thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, send us comment. Uh, send us your kids' favorite snacks. Uh, Ooh, that'd, that'd be, be cool. Then we, can, we yeah. can put them all together in a, in a list uh, and share it with everybody else. So that'd be pretty cool. So don't forget to find us on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Sears Family Podcast, and on the interwebs, askdrsears.com slash podcast. Please give us a rating because it helps other people find us. People that don't know about us, they can find us when they search for parenting podcasts. And uh, so we will say goodbye now. And for Matthew Sears and Hayden Sears, I'm your host, Dr. Jim Sears, and we will see you next time. Mm